Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast, your home for all things Bolton Wanderers, up the trotters, the Northwest's number one podcast. Good afternoon, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Back with you for episode 21, and you may notice there is one slight change to our usual lineup. We're, of course, joined by Colin, uh, but this time we are joined by Chris. Uh, a welcome back, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, uh, for, those sure, yeah. Have, for those of you who've been around for a while, you might have seen him on uh, some of the episodes to begin with. Uh, pleasure to have you back with us as always. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for uh, inviting me along and uh, hopefully Angel will get well soon. Absolutely. Uh, and I think he's uh, tucked up in bed. He's not very well. So we've had to uh, call on the emergency guest list and, uh, and Chris has kindly stepped up. Uh, so thanks for joining us. And if Welcome you are watching as ever, home, Welcome as ever. Cheers, mate. Thank absolutely. you. Uh, and if you are watching at home, uh, let us know as we go through the podcast, your thoughts on what we're saying. Uh, for those of you listening on Spotify, what I'm referring to is Every episode of this podcast is streamed live over on YouTube, Twitter and Facebook. So if you want to join in on the action and chat about things as we go through, you can do exactly that. Uh, and for those of you that are listening on the live and aren't going to be able to you know, either watch the whole thing or want to catch up on some of the other episodes, you can do just that over on Spotify. Uh, Paddy has put a comment on saying, bloody hell, Angie's had a haircut. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hell, but she doesn't look this bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David Green said get well soon. Uh sure we are all thinking the same thing. But uh we join you after three points at home against Port Vale in what was I think the word we're going to use is interesting performance, interesting game. Uh a tough game, uh mm. all things considered though. I think we did very well to come away with three points. And I'm sure we'll dive into that a little bit more. But Chris, since as you're the guest, we'll go to you first. What were your thoughts on the game today? Uh, last yesterday. Very kind of you. Cheers, mate. Um, two different kind of mindsets on it. The one walking out of the concourse last yesterday afternoon, and the one sort of like from about eight o'clock last night when you've got time to reflect on the first bit. Frustrating. I think we've we've been treated to some tremendous performances recently, um, and it was a, a massive fall from those standards yesterday. But then, as I say, you go get to about eight o'clock and you calm down and you you start to reflect. I mean, emotionally and physically, what did Wednesday take out of them at Accrington? A lot. Um, that obviously shaped a lot of changes throughout the team, which meant that we looked a little bit more disjointed. So the regulars were tired and the players that were introduced were obviously shorter minutes and had been out of the picture somewhat. So therefore, you know, this quick movement, this epic midfield that we've developed over the last few months didn't tick as it normally would. Um, and it was a brave decision by Everett not to start with Dion. Um, but equally, it was a brave decision for him to recognise that at half-time, because it's 70 minutes usually with, with Ian, where he'll start to make the changes. But to make those changes early and take Mbete and Shoratiri, I think, Shoratiri, short time. It seems we've gone full circle, that, hasn't yeah, it? Um, Done well, though. To take them out of the equation very, very quickly... And address it i thought was was a masterstroke um and i think that's what won us the game and we we needed what 10 minutes of our typical play to to win the game with those two goals so but absolutely delighted i thought port vale were excellent they came to play and they were capable of playing because mk dons came to play and look what happened there but they were more than capable of uh, of putting a performance together so absolutely hats off to them and they caught us on a bad day and they nearly uh, made the most of it. Absolutely. It's a really good point there. Uh, and Malk has said the exact same thing over on the live chat. Uh, Port Vale were pretty good and a good turnout from mm. their fans, both of which were true. Uh, mm. A side that probably wouldn't put 
uh, based on yesterday's performance, wouldn't put them as far down in the league tables as, as what they are. Um, some real glimpses of, of quality in that side uh, yesterday. Um, you know, some, some good players, some good movement off the ball. I thought they were really, really good because there's a whole bunch of problems getting behind. Um, so, yeah, I'd mirror more or less exactly what you said. Colin, uh, we'll go over to you. What do you make of yesterday's game? Yeah, um, <clears throat> slightly, as, as much as I agree with Chris and what he said is absolutely spot on, but I've got a slightly different um, angle in, in a sense. Um, I came away from that game yesterday uh, pretty pleased, really, as much as anything else. Um, I didn't look at it uh, that, we, that we'd not performed. I didn't look at it that we looked disjointed. I looked at it that it's all about character for me um, and that, highlighted to us yesterday what squad we've got at our disposal. The fact that they can play poorly, which they did, mm. um, and, and come out with three very, very, very important points against against a, a very well-organised side um, and a team that looked threatening. Um, would they normally look threatening against us when we were at full tilt? Probably not. I think we'd have probably nullified them if we'd have had a settled side and we've had, hadn't had the Lord Mershaw on Wednesday, yada, yada, yada. But like Chris said, they caught us on a on a bad day, but we, we obviously came through unscathed, which is really good. Um, and I, I, I swear I haven't used this, Chris, but before I, I came on, I'm, I'm, I always made some notes and I put on here, ever sub choices and made it at good times. <laughs> I believe you. Okay, which, is exactly, which is absolutely yeah. spot on. And it wasn't just it wasn't just the replacement of um, the young lad Shaw, Shaw Tire or Shaw Retiri or Shaw T-I-R-R-E or whatever you want to call him. It was it was the substitution of Mbete as well, which I don't know whether it was enforced or not, but, um, you know, they offered a lot of aerial threats yesterday. I think Rico had, he had obviously his usual high standards and, and that, but he had a bit of a tough trip with her, number 22 and obviously having Gethin on that side to offer that little bit more protection as well um, certainly helped in that second half. Um, I wasn't overly concerned, to be honest with you, in terms of the final third i thought they were they, they are where they are in the league for a reason i think that highlighted yesterday they didn't have that that cutting edge in that second yeah. half that, that would have enabled them to get back into the game so i wasn't overly concerned um the good thing for us yesterday obviously they tried to play an, an aerial threat in the most part but we had arguably the best defender in the league sat at center back so they struggled to kind of get past him um but overall we we, we take the points we we're happy we're pleased we move on and we look forward to another tough, tough trip on Tuesday, which it will be. Absolutely. Um, I think I spoke to a number of Port Vale fans after the game and they said that although they play some good football, that then that attacking outlet, that 20 goal a season striker that you know many teams don't have is one of the reasons that, that they're that far just, down in the table. Yeah. I've just thought of the word I was looking for as well, which didn't enter my vocabulary a second ago. Toothless. That's what they were yesterday. They were, they yeah. were quite toothless. Um, which is, like you say, the reason probably why they are where they are. Absolutely. Um, a, a lot of our fans, I think, mirrored that and said that they were, they were actually an okay side. Um, and, it, and it was a refreshing change to see a side come and you know go toe to toe and play football uh, and make a game of it rather than some of the antics we've seen from from other teams. Well, uh, they, they, yeah, they seem to be able to mix it up a little bit, didn't they? Obviously, they had they had them that direct approach to the game, but also they could they could play a little bit as well. Um, and I think that's what caught us off off a little bit. But I do think that if we if we were at full pelt playing our usual after not having had that game on Wednesday, I think it would, would have been pretty comfortable, to be honest. But fair play to him. Yeah. Liam's put a, a comment on the live chat and he said he was impressed with them, particularly their passing triangles. Keep an eye on them next season. And Plymouth have to go with, go to them away last game of the season. And he wouldn't guarantee that they get the win, uh, which mm. is an interesting point. And, and hopefully come the end of the season, Maybe we'll be pulling in a favour from, from Dennis Politic uh, on the final day of the season, but who knows. Um, yeah, mirror exactly what, what you both said. I thought they were one of the, the better sides that we played this season. Uh, and although didn't really have that that you know cutting edge about their attacks, created lots. Um, and I think with a, a little bit of tweaks and improvements here and there, could, could start working their way up the table. Um, but it is safe to say that the, uh, you know, the, the, the cup hangover didn't affect us too much. 
there were a few teams that, that went through a bit of a wobble. Uh, Plymouth uh, suffered at the hands of uh, Peterborough. <laughs> More and, than a wobble, uh, that Chelsea. isn't it? Jeez. Uh, yeah, indeed. Cheltenham oh, as well coming. took a, a bit of a battering. Uh, I think they lost 4-0 in their game. So thankfully we weren't too badly affected. Um, do, you think we, do you think we, probably us as fans, so we keep a close eye on Plymouth there and just see how they see how they're getting on more so than we have done. Do we see that as a possible way of getting through into in that top two? Well, I see it as a way. Absolutely. I think well, they absolutely. are. But I think you've said it weeks for weeks, Cole. Focus on on our own camp and just just carry on doing what we're doing. Um see what gets us. distracted by events elsewhere it's, you can't influence it can you unless you're playing them no um, no no of course not so i think hayden's just mentioning barnsley coming in, in into the into the fold and after battering them at oakwell three nil who'd have thought that they'd have had such a turnaround and it's amazing how quickly it can all of a sudden click and unclick yeah um but no See, they've got some, they've got I think we obviously we were discussing it before before we came online that you've got to consider that these games in hand are them playing each other. So Barnsley, you've got Chef Wednesday and Ipswich, and then a, a nightmare of a trek down to Exeter, and then Derby, you've got Plymouth and Peterborough, and obviously Peterborough will be buoyed by what they did to uh Plymouth on on Saturday, but Outside of that, like I say, I think you've been bang on, Colin, weeks gone by that let's focus on what we're doing because it's it's pretty special. It's pretty right? impressive, isn't it? It's, prob- yeah. it's probably going under the radar a little bit because Sheffield Wednesday are absolutely flying, aren't they? But any yeah. normal circumstances, obviously people would be talking about us in a similar type of breath, wouldn't they? It's a, it's a freak run, isn't it? 20 games unbeaten is... Very impressive, that. Very, Steph- very impressive. That's... That- you know, you, you're starting to get to the point where you're deserving to, you know, you're deserving of the yeah. title with runs like that. Um, I think it's equally as impressive because it with with the teams below them, the, the likes of ourselves and up until recently Plymouth and prior to the bad run at Ipswich and Derby and Barnsley, the, the teams below them are, are hot on the tails, aren't they? So that yeah. adds even more pressure. Obviously, this isn't a Sheffield Wednesday podcast, I'm not going to keep talking about it, but <laughs> it just highlights, obviously, how, how much of an impressive run that is, isn't it, really? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, some changes to the squad. Uh, obviously, following the, the, the cup game, uh, bodies were obviously a little bit fatigued. And so there were some changes. Uh, Victor came in to start, uh, managed to get himself his first goal. Randall Williams was also back in the side uh, after a, a pretty impressive display, I thought. And Josh Sheehan uh, finding the back of the net. Uh, good to see him back firing again. What did you make of, uh, of the changes to the team and the new lads that came in? Uh, obviously, with, with Vic starting up top, got himself a goal and an assist, which I think he'd been very, very hungry for. Uh, Sheehan as well, grabbing a goal. What did you make of uh, of their performances, Colin? Um, who are we starting with, Vic? Take your pick. Yeah, I'll go with Victor. Um, I thought he was... Uh, I thought he... he, he, he Led the line very, very well, but he'd been he'd been leading the line very, very well in the last few weeks anyway, in my eyes, other than a little hiccup against Wickham. They all were very much impressive in that fixture. But he he's been working very hard, hasn't he? So obviously that yesterday was just um the end product of that hard work in the last few weeks. Um I'm trying to wrap my brains as to whether or not he could have got maybe one or two more. I don't, I don't think he could really. I think he, he obviously was quite limited to his opportunities and he took his opportunity very well um quite an impressive short corner as well which i, I noticed yeah. which was good to see uh, although uh, somebody did comment on tweet that i made earlier probably the first one in about 100 that's come off which is fair enough um but yeah i mean obviously it's, it was good to see his, his determination to, to break away from his man and, and, and grab that goal it just showed him which it meant to him and not only the celebration but his determination to to, to get past his man and, and stick the ball in the back of the net um I think his hold-up play was very good. Obviously, he, he was critical to the second goal, weren't he? He got an assist, but I think before he got the assist, the way he, he spanned his man and kind of held his man off and opened that space up, you know, it was a reverse then, weren't it? And Sheehan did what Sheehan 
he's very good at and giving the keeper eyes and putting them on their arse, which is quite an impressive finish to be fair from him from that from that angle. Um who else we're dealing with? I've that kind of highlight Sheen. Who else did you mention? Sorry, Ben. Who was Randall the one? Williams as well? Yeah, Randall. I thought he's he's you can tell he's a winger with him for me. You can see offensively, fantastic drive, quick, uses the ball very well, um, very direct. Uh, I think he got an assist in he as well. Did he yesterday? Did he get an assist for the? He did, for the yeah. Football? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So obviously, active very, very much so. But I do, I, I am, I, I am beginning to question him defensively a little bit. I think we tightened him a little bit on that on our left, the right, uh, in the first half especially. Um, but I, I think that a lot of that, an element of that might be his match fitness because he hadn't played a lot of football before we signed him, so that might be a little bit overcritical. Um, but I do, I think the way we play though, not having a left back. Isn't really the end of the world, is it? Because I think majority of time we're on the we're on the front foot, and you know we're we're, we're playing um, by utilising our wingers or wing backs. So it doesn't really concern me too much. I like him to be honest. He's good. He's he's, he's good. He's tidy. You can tell that he's play. He's got that move to the championship because he's got a bit of something about him. Good signing. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, so Danny has said a good goal from Sheehan. I have to say he was he's had better games, but he played very well versus Aki. And obviously coming off the back of a, a pretty serious injury uh, for him to, to string two performances together of, you know, a good enough standard, all things considered, uh, I think is, is credit to, to Sheehan. Um, also had a comment from Hayden that said that the goal for Sheehan has done a lot for him and hopefully he can kick on from that, which I'm sure we'll all agree, of, uh, agree on. And Liam has said, Sheehan isn't back to his best yet. I'm hopeful, though, that the goal might give him the confidence to shoot more around the box. He was signed as our set piece taker until Molly turned into Roberto Carlos, mm. uh, which is an absolute, yeah, fantastic point. Um, Sheehan, obviously, not going to be firing on all cylinders just yet. Uh, you know, those injuries don't vanish overnight, so there's still going to be perhaps even airs of, of apprehension in his game. But good to see him back playing, uh, I think, is the main thing. Car. Uh, Chris, what did you make of uh, the performances yesterday uh, from some of, the, some of the lads coming back into the team? I thought, again, I think going back to brave decisions, I thought giving, ever giving Vic that leadership role up top, leading the line without any anybody alongside him, obviously support behind him, I thought was a, I think that was testament to the, the hard work that Vic's put in in the last few weeks. He's been really unlucky. He's had balls stick under his feet, stuck in rooks of players in the box where he just can't get it, get a shot away. Mm. Um, and to see him in a in a position where he's spearheading the line and a bit of space, I thought what was key in the first half was ironically the link the link up play that he was having with with Randell Williams. Down that left-hand side, I thought it, it worked really well, them, them working well off each other. I think, I was going to say to the untrained eye, that sounds a bit patronising, but I think some people might see that Randall was exposed quite a lot. Um, I think Mr Johnny Wanderer has joined us this evening. Uh, Johnny, good evening. Um I think, yeah, he's right. We were exposed down the right, I think he mean, our left, our left side. I think what Port Vale did really well was identify that kind of lack of link-up between the left mm. wing-back and the left centre-back. There was a vulnerability about it, and they, they attacked that space very, very well and drew him out, went back again, and they were, managed, they, they were managing to get a lot of penetration down that side. Uh, I don't think Williams was too much at fault for that. Um, mm. But if you consider his previous performances and the improvement on those yesterday, I thought he was excellent. Um, yeah. And we only saw his long throw twice. I think, yeah, I think as well, you're, you're right. Do you think that obviously backs up, not backs up, but do you think it goes similar to what I was saying before about the substitution at half-time when he took Mbete off and brought on? Yeah, um, I think so. I think yeah. it was just to give that little bit more stability and assurance in that area that they were exposing um 
Jeff didn't do himself any favours by nearly cutting their lad in half about 30 <laughs> seconds after coming on. He was looking on to get caught. But overall, when he when he bedded in, it kind of lessened that threat a little bit. It was still there, but it, it certainly worked to, to, to nullify it. But no, I'm really pleased about Asia. I think he, he, he adds a different dimension. He doesn't buzz around and press high and hard as much as Dion but he's, he uses his strength really well to get into the back of players, something that Kachunga tries to do and does it quite well, but he does it with a lot more frame and a lot more strength. Um, and I think it works really well opening teams up. So, yeah, I really think, pleased. I think a lot of this, what what you're saying, Chris, again, it highlights the strength and depth that we've got, doesn't it? And, and, and the fact that the players that are, are on the, the, you know, the periphery, if you will, and, aren't getting into the side when they do get the chance they're on point aren't they yeah yeah yeah. we can't take anything away from Declan John over the last few weeks he's been playing really well but it's that competition for places isn't it it's so Mm. important at any level I think what's also good I mean obviously you've got the actual the ability of the players that are on the bench Mm. but also and I guess this is part of the recruitment piece as well that a lot of it is to do with their know-how and, and tactical know-how and how quickly they've slotted in. I think the exception tactically is Mbete, um, that they've slotted in to the way that Ever expects us to play really, really quickly and really intelligently. Yeah. And that's a, a massive part on the back for recruitment to get the right players who can do that. Because some will come in there and, th- you know, it'll blow the, blow the minds how we play and how we set up to play, especially at such a low level. Yeah, I was going to say, especially at that level, yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. So, it's frightening. But no, overall, and she, I'm glad you've mentioned Sheen because, again, like Wednesday, I saw a, a, a few murmurs about him and, you know, being poor, almost becoming that next scapegoat. You've got to look at the minutes he's played and look at the severity of the injuries. Ah, yeah, yeah. Five years ago, that would have been a career-ending injury. Um, and he's such a technical player. And to not have minutes which allow him to get to the pace of play, to get that peripheral vision, which he's got like short eye, that 360-degree vision, to retune that, it takes time. Yes, but- yeah, showing glimpses, especially in Absolutely. such a such a um, com- com- competitive and combative area of the pitch yeah. that he plays in. Yeah, he, he um, got stuck in yesterday. I don't know if you if you noticed that. There, yeah, was, I did, uh, yeah. there were shades of Dempsey about his performance in many respects that he was getting really stuck in. He was going for high balls. He was, you know, he was going in competitively for tackles, and that's going to take a bit more time for him to to really go 100% based off yeah. the back of that injury that he had. Yeah, just talking about that 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 weak spot or that uh, problem area, which seems to be that left-hand side uh, that we struggled with for, for a little bit. I think Liam's absolutely hit the nail on the head. Uh, and he said, of the left wing back and the, the left centre half combinations, how many games have they actually played next to each other? Uh, the rotation of those positions yeah. has been more than we've seen anywhere else across the pitch. And that's partly yeah. been down to injury, uh, off the pitch issues, perhaps fitness issues, whatever it might have been. That area of the pitch has been really heavily rotated. Uh, yeah. Iredale, you know, out with an injury, forcing us to, to look at options. And I think, as well, I think what's important, yeah. is, that's a really brilliant point, that is, that's really well spotted. And not only has Liam spotted it, we've recognised it, but guess what? Opposition coaches and first-team analysts of the opposition will recognise that as a a weak area of our team. They'll see that. They'll they'll have data and stats to back it up. And they'll they'll prey on that. They'll look to attack that area of the pitch specifically. Yeah, it's about the only... Clutch only straw they could possibly possibly clutch yeah. on isn't it really as yeah. well. It's our Achilles heel in many respects yeah. because of those injuries and all those elements that you spoke of, Ben. That you know, there's been there's been a lot of challenges in that area. I think getting Johnston back, whilst Mbete, you know, he, he came in strong. He had a couple of really good games 
to exceptional results, I think we lose sight of the fact that we're missing our, our, one of one of the best players in the team, certainly the best young player in the team, yeah. Jono. He's such an important yeah. part of that. And to take that away is, you know, we it speaks to the, what we've done in the last few weeks in terms of results. How far away is he? I think there was a question earlier on. Somebody was asking. Somebody asked. I can't quite remember it well. But he, he he was back training on. He was on the grass last week. Um, his herbal remedies work really well. But yeah, he was back. He was back on the grass last week. So what would you expect from that? Maybe a week. Week. Yeah, a week or two. Yeah. Max, yeah. I think when he was first out, um, the expectation was three to four weeks, and I think we, we've just surpassed that. Um, so I can't imagine he's very far away at all. Speaking I'm sure Everett will uh, give some information on that in his presser uh, this week. But um, more or less covered most of the game, and I think there was some, uh, not perhaps standout performers as such, but some well-spirited performances, um, which brings us nicely into our award, which is, of course, the Fan Zone Man of the Match. Uh, let us know in the live chat. Uh, let us know in the live chat if you it's, was... Uh... Yeah, it's the core presenter and the presenter's Man of the Match. Because whenever we do this, we never have continuity across the three of us. Hang on, um, hang on. Man of the Match. Person of the Match. Like player of the game. Player of the game, sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, we do apologise. Fan zone player of the game, not quite got the same <laughs> ring to it, but um, there we are. So uh, let us know if you're watching at home who you would give you that award to, but we will go over to you, Chris, first. Who is getting your player of the game, man of the match, person of the match award? It, it's got to be Dempsey for me. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm just looking at some of the, uh, the comments. Um... Yeah, for me, Dempsey, in terms of performance, it wasn't his best. Um, however, amongst a, a team that was really that really needed that kick and that, that push on, he, he gave it. You've got to consider as well that that's coming off the back of an injury as well. He's, he, will have, he, he will inevitably have that. It can't have been a bad injury because he came back quickly, but he will always have that in the back of his mind given... You know that his previous history of, of injury and how it's affected his run of you know his runs of play. I just thought he was excellent yesterday, and I, I just can't. And I'm sure it's been said, and it will get said again, how he wins so many aerial duels is. I can't get my head around it because he's about as tall as me. Stand up, stand up, Chris. No. Um, <laughs> um, but it, it, it's it's a phenomenal trait to have because you the expectation is that if the ball rears up in that midfield and he's not winning it and guess what he is it's yeah. um it's a hell of a hell of a skill to have but overall yeah Dempsey for me thought he was excellent again absolutely I think the timing of his jumping is no, almost yeah. perfect it's it's bizarre it really is um yeah do you think he might come from his his, his history of playing rugby yeah i mentioned that a few quite weeks possibly ago. quite possibly uh who knows but yeah i would absolutely agree the way he gets up in the air even against some of the taller players in the league uh it never fails to impress colin who's your player of the match for, for this um, week man of the match uh, not man of the match player of the match sorry keep forgetting that um right because because yesterday we were under the cosh for quite a while and the fact that we we had to rely upon our back five or you know keeper and and, and back three and wing backs whatever you want to call them for me yesterday he wasn't called upon that many times from a shot stopping perspective although the reason why I'm choosing James Trafford is because oh. he made he made a couple of really 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 vital saves. Mm. I think one especially in the first half where he, 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 he seemed to like effortlessly pick it out of the top corner from one of their lads off off, off the edge of the box. I, I'm going to give my man of the match to, or player of the match to James Trafford because I think 
the game's all about winning and I think he was a massive contributing factor towards the fact that we got them three points yesterday because he commanded his box very well. I thought it was evident that he he saw he saw further on in his in his in his years and years with than his age. He saw advanced for his age in terms of him demanding and you know what he expects from his, the defenders in front of him. And when he's called upon, and very rarely is he called upon, he, he tends to make the, the saves that keep keep us in in the game and keep us from not losing them points. Um, and yesterday, James Trafford, I thought was was fantastic. Um, so I'm going to give it give it to Traff. Do you um, without be, without turning to negatives? Did did you notice his that his kicking and overall distribution yesterday was like way off? I noticed he, he was a, there was a there was a couple of instances where he he, he misplaced a couple of like passes and stuff, but. I'm yeah. talking more about dead ball situations, Carlos. So, and I'm 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 not picking Oz. I think he, he he's just a phenomenal asset, and everything you've said about his performance yesterday is bang on. It was more from dead ball situations, and I wonder if what happened to him on Wednesday, i.e., he's taking a bang to the head, has had any effect on that? You know, I, I'm not I'm not trying to be funny. Um, I just no. think there were there were, there were, two, there were actually three that I can recount that were, were literally dead ball situations, and he put the ball directly out of play without without being challenged or anything like that. I just found it quite strange. He's had um, what I would say to caveat that slightly, in a, and I'm going to look at it from a slightly different angle. I think he's had a very very good upbringing at City, and he's very very intelligent for his age. And them instances that you're referring to, I think the one. There was one in the second half, especially where Lutz just pinged it straight out of play. But they were in the ascendancy. Yeah. I don't know what is he, tactical. Is he just being a shit house? Good shout yeah. that. I never thought you know of what I mean. Because he they were like, I got I, I mean, I looked I looked at Sam. Tra- like, Didn't he just he trying to kill it a little bit? Do you get what yeah. I mean? Is he trying to kill it? Is he trying to get all, um that further down the pitch so we keep him, you know what I mean? So we can start, like, kind of manage him out of the game a little bit. I did I did what I did notice, I don't know if you notice it, Carlo Ben, but in the second half, where the ball went out by his left post down towards where the tunnels are, where the ambulances are kept and whatnot, that there were ball boys down there and players situated. <laughs> and on each occasion when the ball had, went out, had gone out, Trafford ran all the way to the yeah. exit tunnel yeah. to retrieve the ball and ran all the way back again, yeah. which yeah. obviously Not is something that... The foils are we every week with opposition goalkeepers, but I thought he, he did it really, really well yesterday. And these uh, are all these these are all these manage, managing the game situations, aren't mm-hmm. they? Where you know it's important, and that's what I said about him being so more advanced than for his age than he, yeah. you know than, than his age would represent. But mm. different perspectives, I love it. Yeah. Nice. Absolutely, he's got a, a very you know wise head, um, and I'm sure a large part of that stems from that that upbringing at City and that that early development that I'm sure they've had. Um, yeah, a, a really good player. But my man of the match award is also going to go to James Trafford. Um, I thought for the exact same reasons you mentioned, Colin. I, I can't really add anything else. Uh, four saves, I think he made, but I thought. He's, he's short. I agree. His long distribution can sometimes be a bit off, and there may well be a reason for that. That he's trying to slow the game down. Um, but yeah, I just think yeah, there are often occasions where he flies under the radar because he's not called upon very often. Yeah. But sometimes those games are the hardest when you've got nothing to do, and then all of a sudden someone rockets a shot at you. To be yeah. able to Although <laughs> I've got to add, I, I find that quite funny. I think one of their lads must have had a shot from about what thirty yards, and he, <laughs> he, 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 he <laughs> about fifteen yards. Yeah, what well, that was from that was just everything <laughs> that says everything about him as an individual. It's completely uh, necessary that word, to be honest. I only <laughs> thought that yesterday was it was hilarious. Yeah, it did make me laugh that. Yeah, I saw Gosh, that one well. as well. But yeah, my 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 man of the match award goes to James Shafford as well. So I think we have maybe by yeah. <laughs> best of three, we, we we give it to James Trafford on, oh, uh, on that occasion. Just oh, to yeah. add though, like obviously everyone's entitled to their opinion on the chat, and it's really good to see obviously a bit of a 
everyone's got their own thoughts. And yeah, taking nothing away from Carl Dempsey, obviously. I think with him, he's just becoming that he's that consistent in his performances, and it becomes a bit of a given that that he's going to be one of our standout standout yeah. players. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, totally, totally. Absolutely. I think Mal, Mal's just made a good point um, about about Trafford's kicking and about how maybe Everett is trying to get get him to drill it as opposed to float it. So it's it's more of a passing movement as opposed to a punting movement. Um, and yeah, the way he was addressing the ball yesterday, I think that what Mal was saying is bang on. It was noticeable. Um, that the way that he approached and addressed the ball was completely different. God, I'm such a geek. Watching how players kick a football, Jesus. So is Mark, apparently. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He mentioned, he, he's saying this, but he didn't mention that yesterday at the match. Yeah. But obviously, he's had time to think about yeah. it, I guess. All about the analysis. We have had a comment on uh, from Danny, which is out of interest. Uh, just from him, it's a bit off topic, yeah. but we'll we'll address it all the same. Where are people saying is the best place to get a seat at Wembley? There isn't uh, a bad spot, Chris. No, no. It's, it's unbelievable. If you've never been, I know Collins. You've been Colin, haven't you? Didn't you go to England, Germany? You mentioned that. Yeah. So, <laughs> as well as the show game, obviously. Yeah, it was the first game after. I've been to a couple of England games besides that, like like uh, qualifiers and stuff. Um I had to go to that one if I could because it was the first game after COVID, I think, and it yeah. was really special. But yeah, uh, Danny, there, there isn't a bad place to spot in the house. If you think our grounds go for that, that's even better. I think the general consensus in terms of uh, a singing section, if you want to call it that, is behind the goal. Uh, I know Plymouth have actually dedicated certain blocks to it, which... Yeah, is it 109 to 113? I was looking at it early that, watching yeah. the, the Newcastle game, not the other lot. Um, and looking at that particular section and, and actually putting, visualising it versus seeing it on a seating map. I think, sure. it, I think the unwritten rule for the ground, certainly for the, from within the when when the clubs attend Wembley as, as a venue, it is generally behind the goal for both sides of, of the teams are, where people tend to stand. It's like a bit of an unwritten rule. Yeah. Uh, so if you're if you're under the age of twenty five, Dennis, you can sit behind the goal. I'll stand behind the goal if you if you're not then sit with the old Fogger somewhere else like me. <laughs> uh absolutely. But looking ahead uh to Portsmouth, so not quite as far as our trip to Wembley. Uh Tuesday we of course face Portsmouth away from home. Uh, a nasty old trip. Fair play to any of you uh venturing out uh absolutely hats off, yeah. Hats off, absolutely. That is the word. Um, Portsmouth uh, on the back of two wins, two draws and one loss in their last five, compared to Bolton's four wins and one loss. Uh, very fair to say that we are a, a team in better form and, and with a better run so far. Uh, Bolton obviously six points currently away from an automatic promotion spot, really, really knocking on the door of those two teams up top and, uh, and asking questions. We're knocking on the door of one of the teams in that top two. Well, think, you know, we're not not too far off top one. I don't think we'll yeah. win the league, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it takes some pretty miraculous for Sheffield Wednesday to slip up at this stage, but yeah. only nine points clear of us. Um, only nine. I mean, Long way to go. it's not impossible ground to make up, but, true. you know. Uh, so, yeah, Portsmouth, what are we expecting from a game? Uh <laughs> An horrible Tuesday night game. Let's be honest, uh, Chris. What are you? What are you thinking? Um, it's a bit of a. It's one that reminds me very much of Wickham, in the sense that they are a team that are reborn. Danny's just mentioned the fact that they're a different team under. I can't get over that guy's name. That it's not a a copy of Jose Mourinho. John Mourinho. Um, I mean, it's his first full managerial role, and he, you know, they, they have got that new manager bump. They've, they've, they've had some great results since he come in. Um, I've been to the last few there, and we just haven't turned up. Um, I hope we can buck that trend, and Peterborough shows that we can. If you look at similar sort of scenarios, um, I'd be happy with a draw. 
And I think that comes from not just coming off the back of two two games in close succession, but also the fact that we we'll, we'll have one eye on Morecambe as well on the following Saturday. That again, I feel that on Tuesday there'll be personnel changes, there'll be restructuring to accommodate what how they play. Um, so yeah, I'd be delighted to take a draw. Um, Hayden's just said, are any us lot going? Uh, for me, it's the first away game I've missed this season. I'm absolutely gutted. I had to take the tickets back into the ticket office yesterday, but that was countered somewhat by picking up the Markham tickets. So, <laughs> Colin, what are you expecting? Um, I'm expecting a Portsmouth crowd following the victory at the weekend. I think they won 4 0. Yeah, to expect them to go at us. They've absolutely nothing to lose. They'll be on the front foot because they'll obviously be buzzing after that. And I think, providing that Ian Ever picks the right team, they can they, they, they will come unstuck against us because it always is hugely beneficial when a team comes and attacks us, especially with the way that Portsmouth play and are expected to play. It suits us down to the ground when that happens. So it's on ever if he picks the right team, um, and he gets his tactics right, like he did, like he like he did do at Peterborough, then we'll be we'll be up in for three points. If that 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 starting eleven isn't right, his tactic aren't on point, then it could be a long long evening. But um, I'm expecting us to to get a good result personally. I think we can go there. Um, short short time will definitely start. Yeah. It should suit him um, against a team that will obviously play it about a bit. He'll get on the ball and cause damage. Um, I think Dion will start probably with um, probably with uh, Victor, and I think Shortay might play behind that possibly. Um, uh, yeah, I'm positive. I'm, I'm actually feeling pretty confident about Portsmouth, but simply because I think that they'll be they'll be buzzing and their fans will be up for it, but. Therefore, that can contribute to them pushing on against us, and, and we'll catch them out. It was same with Peterborough, wasn't it? They obviously they they won four four on the spin before we tonked them five nil. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying we're going to get that type of result. Oh no, 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 no. I, I, I think that we. I think we. Could, I think we can go there and, and, and win, providing that Ian, Ian gets like he generally does his, his tactics spot on. Yeah, I think that 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 note of uh, tactics and team selection is a tough one. Obviously, Chris, you said that, that there's going to be one eye looking on Morecambe, but I mean, I'm not sure how else you can divvy up your eyes. But maybe one tenth of an eye looking at games even after that in Sheffield Wednesday and Ipswich. Um, I mean, come Morecambe, yeah, yeah, yeah. good point. Come Morecambe, it'll be four games in two weeks, which is a bit of a stretch for any team. Never mind one that's, you know, albeit got bodies coming back, has been through the mill with injuries so i think it'll be a tough old game to choose a team for and um sorry ben do, do you two or any of the viewers have any thoughts as to the absence even off the bench of cameron jerome yesterday when in the um pre-match presser on thursday we've ever he said that he was back to full capacity i think that i think that he has recognised that Cameron Jerome is going to be very, very, very important for our trip to yeah. the, the Arch, and I think that he wants. Right, yeah. I think that he, he'll, he'll slowly put him into the team over the next few weeks, so he's fresh for that game. Because I think if you look at who we've got able to start in that match, we're a bit short up top because um, obviously the cup suspensions, the cup uh, tied, and stuff like that. Um, and, and having somebody like him on the pitch who's seen it, done it, won the T-shirt in that ground as well, scored in that ground as well for Norwich. Yeah, yeah. That's work. That's my angle on. Yeah. on, on it's, a, it's a really good shout. Um, I'm sure. It, I mean, I can't think of anyone. I think I'd rather see put the ball in the back of the net. Uh, since coming in, he's, he's made a, a good impression. I think on on all the lads. But the fans as well. There's a there's a clear character in there, uh, someone that we need to you know look after, uh, especially for for a big trip to Wembley coming up. 
But yeah, Portsmouth, it's going to be a, a tough old game, but they're dealing with a huge few weeks, really, for Bolton. Just looking at that fixture list and the games that we've got to come, um, you know, Ipswich and Sheffield Wednesday, there is a real chance there for us to close that gap to the automatics that little bit more. They're, uh, they're going to be bloody big games, them two, aren't they? Oh, massive. Where the things are panning out. That Sheffield Wednesday game is going to be massive. And, that, and obviously, mm. Ipswich at home just as much. Um, we need we need our players rocking for that Ipswich game. Yeah. If you're, thinking about, if you're thinking about going for that or saving your money to get a ticket, if you've not got a season ticket, make sure you get yourself one. Yeah, that's a big one. I remember uh, show, showing my age, but when we were in the, in the Premier League, well, I'm not showing my age at all, um, the Bobbich hat-trick against Ipswich, yeah, I remember that one myself. Yeah. We, were, we were vying for relegation in the Premier League, and that was a, a, a an unbelievable atmosphere that day against Ipswich. I think beautiful day as well, weren't it, Chris? That yeah, was really gorgeous. It. Yeah, it was one of them days where everything just fell into place. You know, it was it was a good day. Your, um, one of your one of Yori's good days that as well, weren't it? Yori was liquid that I day, wasn't it? I remember. I imagine. But but I think again, yeah, you're right. It, it it's one to get get the fans absolutely buzzed up about big time. It, you know, if we can if we can get above them, I think psychologically it's a massive thing for the running mm, to put them to bed. Absolutely, the lads have mentioned a number of times that you know us us fans being at the ground uh, and making our presence known helps spur them on through. Through through results, uh, do you reckon we could look at it? Because obviously, sorry, when when what, what's the date of that um, Ipswich game? What is it? Is it Saturday the eleventh of March? Given given the fact that it's Jesus, yeah, given the fact that it's um, so so close to that trip to Wembley, obviously it's going to be coming at an expense to a lot of people, and also the fact that. It's renew season ticket renewal time for for a lot. Do you think they might look at re a reduction in ticket prices for that one to try and fill it up, or or, or am I thinking it's exactly like yeah, or something like that? Yeah, be good, that wouldn't it? It would, but I think it's too short notice now in Is terms it? of marketing and and press and whatnot. It's um, yeah, it's a bit too close to the time, isn't it? Unfortunately, it'd be a great idea. I'm sure had they maybe thought about that that trip to Wembley a little bit sooner that might have been an option uh, but is it's it sorry I've just been dropped my attention just been drawn somebody was saying that the get the, the game's on TV is it can't be it's a three o'clock kickoff isn't it or has it been moved I'm an update to me me, me wall chart so are we all behind <laughs> yes yeah. I, I didn't know anything about that if Sheffield, oh, I think it's Chef Wednesday that's on a Friday. It's a Friday night. Yeah, it is. That's televised, isn't it? Yeah, that'll be why. Um, Ipswich at home, I think, is still the same. But yeah, Sheffield. No, it's, it's, not, it's not on Sky anywhere. I've just checked the schedule. It's not on Sky. Absolutely right. Um, well, yeah, huge games. Really, really that's huge it. games. Uh, ones that points are. Going to be vital in, and uh, perhaps you could even throw out the word season defining uh, if you really want to push the boat out, but we won't go there. Um, but I think that more or less wraps up today's episode. It's been a, a good one. Plenty of faces in the live chat again, which we do, of course, really, really appreciate that. Absolutely um, in there, isn't it? God, jeez. I know. Tell me Fantastic. about it. Thanks to everybody for that. That's brilliant. That is absolutely bang on that. It is. It's fantastic to have you all with us uh, every single episode. You are you're all loud and proud in the uh, in the live chat, and we really do appreciate it. If uh, you know, we've got to do the house announcements now. You know the drill. Uh, get following us on all the socials. So whatever platforms you're on, go and give us a follow. You can see them all at the bottom of the screen there. Uh, if you're on YouTube, leave a like on the video. Uh, subscribe to the channel. It really helps. And if you click the bell, you'll be notified every time we go live. So you'll never, ever miss an episode. You can catch us on Twitter as well. There's a whole heap of stuff going on over there. Lots of exciting things for you to, to get involved with and share your thoughts on. But also, uh, you can see on screen there, Bolton Gin Company uh, have been kind enough to offer us a discount uh, on all their products. So if you head over to their website, 
Uh, and at checkout, use code FANZONE10. So that's capitals, FANZONE10. You'll be rewarded with a nice 10% discount. Can I add something to that? You can. They do a beautiful, beautiful Bolton Wanderers gin. So it's branded Bolton Wanderers as well. Um, and it's delightful. So, like I say, if you've got some like birthdays or even Mother's Day, if you're planning ahead, yeah, you should, you should be Absolutely. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Uh, Hayden's actually just put a comment on before we wrap things up, and he said, Has anyone got the score right yet? <laughs> that is in reference to our uh, rollover competition thing that we've got going on over on Twitter. Mm -hmm. uh, nobody has managed to get it right just yet. So, as of Tuesday, there'll be £40 sat in that pot waiting for you to take home. That's a Wembley uh, ticket, that for somebody, isn't it? 40 quid. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Ooh. if you get yourself over to our Twitter, every match day we run the competition. <laughs> Or four pints of lager when you get down there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, over on our Twitter, there's a competition every match day. And if you get the full-time score, first goal scorer, and the minute first uh, the minute of the first goal, you'll be rewarded with whatever is in the prize pot. And as I mentioned, currently that sits at £40. So get yourself Ooh. over to Twitter, at the Fanzone Pod. And, uh, catch Free to up. enter as well. Yeah, yeah, it's you to pay us to enter it. It's free to enter. There is no catch. Uh, it's it's free money. People always think there's catches and stuff, don't they? Yeah. So like, it's like your natural instinct, isn't it, to think catch? It's not. There's yeah. no catch. Yeah. Straight no out catch. of um, Ben's wallet. <laughs> so that does just about round off today's episode thank you all for joining us as always we really do appreciate it you've been fantastic in the live chat this evening great to have some familiar faces with us and some new ones as well uh, and we will catch you back on wednesday so wednesday evening we will be here again for our post portsmouth pod get a load oh, of that one sorry but yeah portsmouth. i can't say that <laughs> I have a can of San Miguel. I can't get that one right. Um, there are other beers available, of course. Um, I think Liam, sorry to his comment, Ben, he's put, I think, a little thousand pound before it's won. It'll be getting stopped at the end of the season. None of us will be shelling out a thousand pounds. I'll tell you what we will do, and I've just made an executive decision, regardless oh, of what yeah. Ben thinks, and he's a guy that the, the pod, if no one's won it by the end of the year, We'll give that money to the Syrian and Turkish um, show for foundation or, or charity, whatever whatever they've got going on. Um, that's what we'll do with that. So I know I've gone above Chris, Angela, and, and Ben Z on that one, but that's what I think we'll do. <laughs> it's a brilliant show, personally. I think it's excellent. Absolutely. And obviously, yeah, we will. <laughs> well, thank you all for joining. We really do appreciate it. And we will catch you in the next one. Take care. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. See you soon.